So we've been doing a series on the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments and really uh, their application to us today. We talked about when Jesus came to earth, uh, he said, I came to fulfill the law, not to get rid of the law, right? So it's an important piece of understanding the same God that started from the very beginning uh, of time is telling us this is an important piece of life, okay? So as we looked at the commandments, we found uh, first one was no other gods. You shall have no other gods before me, okay? No other gods before me. There's number one. Uh, number two was no graven images, or in other words, no idols. Want no idols, okay? And uh, number three was, do not take the Lord's name in vain. And so we've talked about each of these, how they apply to our life and how we're thinking about the core of what's behind it, not just the words itself. Uh, it often happened where the Pharisees and the religious leaders, by the time Jesus got there, uh, he took all, they took all those words that God originally said and they chopped them up into little tiny pieces and got them to the point where uh, no matter uh, what you did, you couldn't follow it, but they forgot the whole point behind what it was. And so we've been talking about the point uh, behind each of these. And then we remember the Sabbath day, okay, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. And all of these four are to learn to put God first, okay? That's why they are the first four commandments, is to understand that as we stand in life and as we approach our uh, position in this life, God is first. And so our attitude and our actions about God, these help us to understand it. Now we're kind of breaking over the crest of a different section, and the different section begins uh, where God says this is, of course, he says, I'm most important in life, so remember me in all things. And then we're going to do uh, the fifth commandment. Let's turn to Exodus chapter number 20. Exodus chapter number 20, verse number 12 Book of Exodus, chapter 20. This is written, of course, the Ten Commandments were when Moses went up into the mountain and God gave him the commandments. He came down and he sees all of Israel is dancing and has been doing uh, some bad things, not just the dancing part, but they've been doing bad things, worshiping other gods. They actually made a god out of gold when he was up in the mountains. They didn't even last 40 days, okay? He comes down and, and in anger he throws down the tablets because these people have not done what they ought to do. God in his patience, of course, gives them new tablets. And these are the fifth commandment here, verse number 12 of chapter 20 of the book of Exodus. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. All right, there it is, the one that starts the hair standing up on the back of everybody's neck. And that's the truth. 
oftentimes it's the one that makes us really go, Ugh. because there's many things that people say out there. Some people hear that and they say, that's right. That's the problem with kids today. They don't honor the father and the mother. If only they would. If only we could get all the families to do this, we'd be right. Other people do that. And then other people say, but you don't know my parents. How could I honor them? And so, again, we need to look a little bit deeper. What, are, what is God saying to us? Understand, right after the four commandments that say focus on God first, the next thing he hits is family. Right? Honor thy father and mother. So he's saying family second. Family second. Then that's a little problem, isn't it? Because it's easy to say, well, God's perfect and we should honor him and we should do all this. Family is not so perfect. Not so perfect. Well, let's first of all look at what this means, okay? Let's look at what this means. The word honor, I like to go back sometimes uh, in the back of the big Strong's Concordance is the meanings of the words or the roots of the words where they come from. So uh, I looked it up and went back to it. And the word honor, basically, or what they're saying there when it says honor your father and your mother, means to make weighty. To make weighty. Okay? Or to give value or to prize okay so prize your parents make your parents important give value to your parents that's what God is saying okay in honor your father and your mother this commandment is not Raise your children well. He did not say that. He did not go and say you should be a perfect parent. Because if you've ever tried, you'll find out you can't be. That's the truth, right? He said, honor your father and your mother. Because God understands more about our human relationships and our shortcomings than we do. And so, there are things in every single family that we struggle with. Every family. I don't care who it is. Now, I said God didn't say the fifth commandment was raise your children well. Not that you shouldn't raise your children well, okay? I want to make that clear. We should do our very best, but there's hundreds of things in what we ought to do in treating people well in the Bible. But this one particular commandment is one that God knew we would have trouble with. And so he put it in there. Honor your parents. Now I want you to think about the Bible. I want you to think about parents in the Bible. Go across the parents in the Bible. Think about Noah. 
Now, you might not know a lot about Noah, but one thing we do know about Noah is he had a little problem with alcohol. Moses was given up for adoption. Abraham and Sarah shunned half of their children, 50% of them. Kicked them out, drove them into the desert to die. Isaac and Rebekah had favorite children. And then not so favorite children. Maybe you, maybe some of these hit home here and there, right? Jacob and Rachel and Leah, of which there were four wives in that, okay, uh, treated some of the kids like dirt, and then other kids were their favorite. The highest prized one, treated well, got the most, Joseph, right? His coat of many colors. Well, everybody else was out tending sheep. Joseph got a fancy coat. They didn't want to get dirty. David, often too busy for his kids, didn't set priorities for his children, promoted jealousy amongst his children. There was family incest. Not doing good as far as the parenting went. Solomon didn't set priorities for his children. Rahab was a prostitute. Gideon and Barak uh, were timid, and they were disengaged. Talk about disengaged family members, disengaged fathers. Samson was a womanizer. Jephthah made rash things, that rash promises that hurt his family. Those are the people that are in that chapter 11, not all of them, but most of those are the people in chapter 11 of Hebrews that are the heroes of the faith. Those are the best ones, right? <laughs> and their families are messed up, and they were not good parents, many of them. Or they messed up in some way. Because you will find always, always, that parenting is difficult enough that you will make mistakes. You will do things you regret. You will get into situations where you just don't know what to do. No one gave you a manual for each separate child, okay, and said, there's the book for kid number one, and there's the book for kid number two. You have the word of God, but you've got to work to do it. And guess what? The time where you're most tired in life and you're running ragged is the time where you need it most, and there's the least time to do it. So no doubt... Just like the heroes of the faith, parenting didn't go well for lots of them. But God said, honor your father and your mother. So when I say that, no doubt there are personal hurts, personal wounds that you might carry even from the very best parents out there. Everybody has them. Words that were said that shouldn't have been said. Things that were done to you personally. Or maybe you weren't the favorite. All right? Some of you may have had really nasty upbringings. Angry parents, people shouting, painful experiences, pushed you aside. 
Some of you may not even know some of your parents. And that's true about a lot of people today. And let me just say to the first thing, I am sorry for all of the things you may have experienced in your life. I am sorry for the pain that you have gone through, whatever it might be, and maybe even with living parents today, you still might be going through those things. But this commandment still stands as God says it. How to approach this the world. It's a very personal commandment. It seems very like a big statement that you would put up in a courtroom or something, but really it is God's personal approach to family because he understands the mess that we will all be in. He understands that no one will have perfect parents. This is a personal commandment to me. It's a personal commandment to each of you out there. Value your parents. Prize them, whether they are living still or not. And honor them. Regardless of how good or bad they are. It does not say, value the good ones. It says, honor them. Give weight to them. So how do we do it, right? How do I do that? Because I've got a whole lot of that hurt. I've got a lot of all of those things in there. So let's start with number one. What are we going to do, number one? Is we need to give grace and goodness. Number one. Let's turn to Romans chapter number two, please. Romans chapter 2. Give grace and goodness. Grace is undeserved favor. Undeserved. Regardless of what they did, regardless of the imperfections, the words that you remember so many years ago that hurt, regardless... Give grace and goodness to them, if they're living or not living. Romans chapter 2, and this is uh, verse number 4, Paul writing, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? Paul asks a very weighty question here. And he said, we were nasty and mean. We didn't care about God. We treated him poorly. And God was just good to us. He was so good that he gave us everything in our life. He was so good that he walked along with us each and every day. He was so good that he gave the Spirit of God to be with us this day. He was so good that he gave us a second chance. And a third chance and a fourth chance and a fifth chance and a daily chance to walk with him. He was that good and it was not our revelation and it was not our goodness It was God's goodness that brought us to him. 
So remember that God's goodness, the goodness of God, the patience, the forbearance and long-suffering, it says in there, don't you know that's what gave you the second chance was that he stood there and was patient and just good to us when we didn't deserve it. And that's why God says, okay, look back at your parents, regardless of what they've done and what they've said and all the mistakes they've made, and I need you to give them grace, goodness, patience. Okay? Forbearance, that means you are long-suffering, whatever they've done. Whatever they are doing in today's life for you. They still might make your life miserable. Now, number two. Forgive them. Forgive them. It is difficult to be a parent. It is harder to be the parent of a teenager. Mark Twain said this. When you have a kid and they turn 13, you find a big wooden barrel. And you take that wooden barrel and you shove them inside of it. And you put the top on and nail it down. And you feed them through the knothole in the side. And he says, by the time they turn 16, plug the knothole. <laughs> you all understand, right? So it is not always the teenagers that are the problem. Many of us are in our 30s. 20s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And we never lost our rebellious teenage attitude deep inside. We learned how to be an adult. We learned how to go to a job. We learned how to live. And we learned how to do all kinds of things. But we held on to something. We held on to it. We never lost that. Decades of unforgiveness sit right at the core of what we do and how we act and what we say. And that's why when you hear the honor of your father and your mother, the hair stands up a little bit on end. Depending on the mood you're in, the day, and how it's all going. And if it's not going that well, they just might get blamed for it. Even when we're 50, 60, 70, 80. Because it was not the commandment of raise your kids well. It was the commandment of honor your father and your mother. Value them and prize them. Forgiveness is the first part of our freedom. Otherwise, we are in chains and in bondage, and we hold an attitude that we just don't let go of. We just won't let it go. 
We don't grow up because you don't know what they said to me. You don't know how they treated me. You don't know what it was like to be that kid that wasn't the favorite. So forgiveness is the first part, the first step. Even if they're gone, even if they don't live anymore and they've passed away, you can sit down in a chair and have a conversation. Forgive them. The sin is theirs to deal with. The unforgiveness is mine. It belongs to us because we hold on to it and we won't let go. And it marks us as a human. The Bible says, forgive others as you want to be forgiven. And that's why God said, honor your father and your mother. Because he knew at the core of every single family would need to be you letting go and forgiving your parents because they'll make mistakes. They will make a lot of them, probably. And you can say, well, I wouldn't do that. Maybe you learned from that. I guess that's something to be thankful for, that you learned not to do that to your kids because I bet you carry a gene inside of you where it's very easy to do those kinds of things. Whatever it is, whether it's anger, words out of control, whatever it was, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And I mean the tree of Adam, way back when, right? We all got a sinful nature when we were born. And so we all need to grow up and forgive our parents. Grow up if we're 50, doesn't matter. Grow up and forgive them for whatever it is that we harbor in our hearts. Like I said, the sin is theirs. doesn't wipe away their sin. They have to deal with the things they do, as you will have to deal with the things that you do for the way you treat people, regardless. And then the third thing comes, when you have been given the freedom of forgiveness to them, and it's for you. The forgiveness is for you. Now, you can have it with them or not with them. Regardless, you've got to let it go. You've got to forgive it. That's for you. Once you've done that, and I say give them grace because they don't deserve it, right? And forgive them because that's the core of understanding how to give them value. Forgive them. Then you are free to begin to speak some words. Now always comes down to our mouth at the end, right? That's what gets us in trouble. The things we say, because we just let it roll out. We don't put a gate on our mouth very often. We just let it come. Here's the big question. If you have some hurt that you are hanging on to, what do you say to your own kids... Or what did you say to your own kids about your parents? Did you complain about them? Did you say mean things? Or did you learn to speak well of them regardless? 
All the faults are easy to pick out of somebody else. And then we want to give ourselves grace. But you need to give grace to them and learn to speak well. Now that has to do with goodness and grace and forgiveness. You're letting things go that don't need to be dredged back up again and again. But you might find something to appreciate about your parents. And then say it. Because your kids need to hear it. And the people around you need to hear it. And you need to say it. To be thankful for something. Something good. Okay? Speak good words. Use them appropriately. Pick out the good things. And let a lot of things go. Oftentimes, when you come to a funeral in this church, you'll hear a statement talked about with memories. Because not everybody's perfect. And you'll hear that statement to say, there's lots and lots of memories in life. Pick up the good ones and remember the good ones and let the rest of them go. You'll hear that because you can spend your entire life hanging on to those last few things or you can be free. Forgive them. Start to say the words you need to say, the good words, because there are listening ears around. God knew the core of people. And he knew if you honored your parents, if you prized your parents in word and in deed did the things you ought to do and said the things you ought to say around them, then you will be prized too by your children. But if you don't, you start a crazy cycle. You passed it to the next generation without even knowing it because you didn't forgive. And I say that not as you, but as me too. The things that happen in homes need to be forgiven. And God understood that. And God said, learn to appreciate things. Say a thankful word to somebody. And if you go and you say a thankful word to your mother that still exists and she gives you back some snappy attitude, zip it. Because that's her problem and not yours. Your problem is let it go. Let it go. Learn to let it go. It teaches us this example again and again and again. That Romans 2 verse 4 was, It was the goodness of God that led you to repentance. Who knows what treating others with goodness might have? Regardless. Now, if you had wonderful parents and you can't remember one bad thing they ever did, fantastic, loving it, great. Your hair probably doesn't stand on the back of your neck, right, when you say that. But if you're harboring something, then just go to God and say, help me forgive this person because I don't even want to. That's the first place to start, just honesty. But help me do it. And in the action of doing that, God helps you and leads you to that place where you let it go. You forgive and you let it go and you get freedom. 
They were never bound up in the first place about it. It's just you. The Lord knows the root problems of our families, and doesn't he just go right in? Zeroes right in on them, and he says, honor your father and your mother. Why don't you grapple with that one for a while? And if you don't know your father and your mother, and you think, well, each parent is unique, and each parent, you can think of something to be thankful for. You can think of something to be grateful for, something to appreciate about them. And if you don't, because I know there are some who have grown up in orphanages, never knew their parents. And at the very least, if if you harbor something against them for that, you were born. They had you. Just be thankful for that. All right? You were given opportunity at life. Maybe they gave you away to somebody else right in the beginning. Be thankful that they gave you that opportunity. And maybe that was a hard opportunity. I don't know. But again, forgiveness helps us all. And God understands how we act and react to people and what will chain us and what will keep us free. So honor your father and your mother. Give them weight. Give, give them value in your life. It will pass generation to generation to generation. And that's what begins to straighten the family up. It starts right in there with us forgiving others. All right, thank you very much. Have a good day.